Now, back to the Frontier Freedom Hour with Jeff Hunt, sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Here's Jeff Hunt. Friends, welcome back to the final segment of the Frontier Freedom Hour, broadcasting to you live from Jerusalem for the 75th anniversary of the founding of Israel. I'm here joined with me, Dr. Donald Sweeting, the Chancellor of Colorado Christian University. We've had quite a trip when you think about it. We've had quite a day, our last day, amazing. So, uh, you know, everything from a visit to the Church of the Holy Sepulchre to uh, the city of David. Well, we went at six o'clock in the morning to beat the crowds and we still waited two hours in line to just get to the place where the crucifixion took place. And which is fascinating to think that there are still so many people from all over the world 2000 years later and they're just trying to get close to that spot. Uh, we met with a, a wonderful Orthodox rabbi, had a great conversation. We met with Jerusalem Post uh, reporters. We had an eight-hour Shabbat uh, dinner tonight, which was w- wonderful. So one of my takeaways from this trip, Jeff, usually I come with uh, Christian pilgrims, and I lead a tour of Christians who want to see all the biblical sites, and that's wonderful. This time we were invited by Ju- some Jewish friends, and we were really with a, with a Jewish group the whole time, and it, it was really helpful to, to see everything through their eyes, right? And to kind of immerse ourselves and, and to get into a lot of wonderful conversations and, and uh, appreciate a lot of the customs and the traditions and the rituals and, and things like that. I don't know if you felt that was valuable, but that, that was really special. Oh, it was a very unique trip. And... You know, what I noticed during this final Shabbat dinner was just, I mean, the nuances of the Jewish faith that I just, I, I, I don't know. You know, I don't grow up in it. Right. And, you know, it takes almost a lifetime to learn all these little nuances. And then, you know, you're, you're doing your best to keep up. I mean, you don't even know the language. Um, but uh, it, it is, you see the transmission of, values and principles from generation to generation. I mean, this Shabbat dinner had, you know, 50 people at it with kids and grandchildren, and they're all partaking in the activities, and uh, and everybody's joyful. At one point during the Shabbat dinner, we went down to the Western Wall, and I mean, just the celebration. These are very joyful people, yes. and when you compare it to, you know, just people you kind of run into in America that you know, have tremendous blessings, but just seem sour about life. That does, that's not here. You know, they're dancing and you have, uh, and it's very clear they know what a woman is, right? Because they have, they have the male separation and the female separation and no one's complaining about it. The women are dancing together and enjoying life and the men are dancing together and enjoying life and celebrating their faith and all that's there. And, uh, and, the, and then the transmission of values, you can tell it is a community that's able to maintain cohesiveness 4,000 years later. Right. Yeah, I felt like there was a dynamic, a cultural dynamic that I saw there that I don't see in the U.S. Uh, that, that I've seen in the past, but it wasn't there. So, I mean, in four, four ways, it just seemed like, first of all, there was a, a, a national purpose uh, so many of the people we were with, they they loved their nation, and they felt like their nation had a purpose and needed to be preserved. And um, there was a commitment to nation, 
that that struck me. And then uh, national service. You know, every young person is required to serve in the military for two years. Uh, we we've lost that, but that makes every young person um, just a, a bought-in player. You know, uh, to their system. Uh, then, si- and, and before we move off that, one of the interesting debates tonight among the Jewish leaders was how much we should celebrate national service. Because some, you, I don't know if you picked up on that, but some of them were going, well, everybody has to do it, right? It's just, uh, we don't need to make it that special. And then others are saying, no, 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 it's important. It's in the defense of this country. And so we should celebrate it. And so that's a debate that's happening in Israel, right? Uh, yeah, no, they were, and they were both right. right? You know, it should be expected, but it also should be celebrated. And then there was the, uh, the, one of the things that struck me the most was the way they have their Memorial Day and their Independence Day back to back. And at first I thought, this is strange, but, you know, because can you imagine ours back to back? You know, how, you, know you, you usually treat them like a vacation weekend. But their Memorial Day, everybody here has been touched by terrorism or they've been touched by, uh, by a, one of the wars. So the Memorial Day is very somber. But when it's back to back with Independence Day, which is a joyous day, uh, there's a message communicated that we've lost. And the message is that free liberty requires responsibility. And liberty requires sacrifice. You know, you've probably heard what I've heard where people say, we have a statue of liberty on the East Coast, we need a statue of responsibility on the West Coast because both are important and we've lost that sense of responsibility. And I thought, man, if I could, if I could change anything about our country, one thing I would do is I'd put ours back to back because I think in itself it teaches some really important lessons. And there's another thing that um, struck me, and that's there was a shared sense of their a common national heritage. Now, it would be a Jewish heritage, um, and a, a Judeo-Christian, they didn't say Christian, but a Judeo, a, a Jew, yeah, Jewish heritage, a Bible heritage. And everybody referred to it. Some were more bought in than others. But they they didn't make bones about it in the same way, that, in the way that, like, Europeans... They didn't want to mention in the Constitution the Christian heritage of Europe, and it's kind of strange, but it it brings a national unity that's important. And I know what our people see on the news. What what you see on the media is not necessarily what's happening here. It's really skewed. Uh, so you'll see maybe a, a little sector where there's demonstration, and it looks like the whole country's up in arms. That's just not the case. So, you know, part of the reason we're here is because of the 75th anniversary of the founding of the state of Israel. So it's a relatively young country, um, and they're still coming to terms with their national identity. Uh, It's shifting. They talked a lot about that. One of the rabbis we talked about mentioned how, you know, Israel kind of started as a socialist country, but now is, is becoming more conservative. And as Orthodox have bigger and bigger families, and that brings new challenges, it's not all easy for them to address. But um, what's your takeaway about the state of Israel on its 75th anniversary? I think everybody realizes that it's, it's a miracle that it exists. I mean, you think about it, you, you've got a people that uh, were here a long time ago, and then they were kicked out of the land, and they maintained their identity. They revived their language, um, even though people have tried to destroy them time and time again. And here we are, you know, th- 3,000 years later, and they're back. 
And I mean, this, this, what other nation is like that? that? That's unique. And I think they know that. They do. There, there was tears tonight during our Shabbat dinner of them reflecting on parents, grandparents that died in the Holocaust and the pain that they've gone through as a result of that? Yeah, so one family we were with, uh, we talked, and oh, he's telling us how much he loved being there, but then he said, except for one thing, he said, my wife died in a terror incident. You know, we were pulled into an intersection, and she was shot. Uh, and then another, several families, you know, their, their uh, family members died in, a, in the Holocaust, and uh, it's very sobering. And because they're a young country, you know, every family has somebody who died in one of the wars it, uh, to, um, you know, f- f- at the beginning of the State of Israel or the 67 War or one of the other conflicts. Everybody knows somebody who's laid down their life in sacrifice. So this touches them very deeply. And one other thing, too, is so there's this big debate about the Constitution. And, and a number of uh, Jewish friends said to me, you know, we're a young country and we, we need a Constitution and we're trying to figure out, you know, what kind we should have and and how we should do it. And that's a genuine thing. We, we need to pray for wisdom that they would do it right. So Don, we're now kind of looking at what the next chapter is going to be. We've just spoken with a number of Jewish leaders that want to continue this relationship and strengthen the relationship between evangelicals and Jews. So what do you think in the next you know, 90 seconds or so as we wrap up this segment, what do you think the future is going to hold for evangelicals and Jews, uh, both here in Israel and in America? Well, and at CCU. So uh, I think uh, we, we've talked to several people that we said, we'd love to have you come and speak at CCU. We were talking to one of the former ambassadors, and he said he'd love to come. Uh, you know, there, there's uh, yeah, Yoram Hazoni, our friend, who's going to be coming. Um, and I think we're going to be doing more ventures like that. And this is kind of interesting that evangelicals and Orthodox Jews are discovering they have a lot in common. I mean, we met with so many different rabbis, and most of them were Orthodox, and who are resonating with Colorado <laughs> Christian University. Uh, not everything, obviously, but, but, but so many things. So, like, we, we need to talk together. We need to work together. That was that was fascinating. Of course, one thing we're going to do is we're going to figure out a way to get more CCU students over to Israel. Uh, we we already have students who go every year for biblical archaeology and they work on digs, but we want to send more over that get to tour the Holy Land and get to appreciate uh, Israel for what it is. So we can't wait for that to happen as well. There's exciting things happening at Colorado Christian University. And friends, I want to encourage you to get involved. As I mentioned earlier, there's ways for you to take classes. If you've got a young person in your life, to encourage them to go to CCU where they can do some biblical archaeology. Uh, what an amazing experience. But friends, we even have tours for the friends of CCU. So you don't have to be a student. You're just a friend of Colorado Christian University. You can take tours along with Chancellor Sweeting and David Cotter, the Dean of the School of Theology at Colorado Christian University. I mean, tremendous opportunities. So all of this is at ccu.edu. I encourage you to go there. And I want to thank you so much for tuning in to the Frontier Freedom Hour on this very special broadcast from Jerusalem on the 75th anniversary of the founding of the State of Israel. Download podcasts. Go to FrontierFreedomRadio.com. God bless you all. And yeehaw, we'll see you next week.